What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Hey. And to my left, Zachary Parks. What's up? Just as a reminder, if you have any questions or comments, send us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and send us a tweet there at Team Chat Podcast. We also have a Patreon page that if you'd like to go check that out, you can. Patreon.com slash Team Chat Podcast, where we lay out some of our hopes and dreams for the podcast where you could help us out with those by subscribing. You don't have to. It's not a requirement. But if you want to check it out and just see what, what we have in store, please feel free to do that. By helping us out, you'll be given the episodes early. We're going to be having some giveaways, things of that nature, cool Google Hangouts with us, the hosts, fun stuff like that. A Google anyway, Hangout would be cool. That would be really and fun. Should, and whoever – we haven't been emailed yet. I'm going to say that. I'm going to – yeah, send us an email, please. Uh, who's the first person that's going to do it? Wouldn't that be interesting? You will know? get a. We will. We, should, t- we will say your name. Yes, we will and say read your name. Your question, whatever it is, right. If you send us an email, right? What you ever waiting for the first email? But this is a rare opportunity. It is a rare it, opportunity. Depending on what happens with the show, you could potentially be the first person to email us. People have tweeted at us before. We've that's had risky. A, l- a little bit of, tw- of Twitter. Of Twitter Activity, interaction, yeah, but mm-hmm. we have had zero email. Yes. which granted, someone's gonna email's email not us cool and anymore. Just say first, you know, like they do in YouTube comments. <laughs> I'd read it. I'd say like yes. this guy sent us an email, and his yes. his, his comment is first. Thank we you. We should for that. maybe we'll, we'll talk about it after the show, but maybe there's something we should do for the first person that emails us. We'll always mention his name some way every episode. <laughs> <laughs> just we'll slip it in there somehow. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure out something it's like special. The, the thing with the with the meow with like yes, yeah, it's like an like, Easter egg in every episode. Yeah, that might be kind of funny all right but to the show though this camaraderie is fun and i hate to cut it off to get to the business at hand which is the topic yeah, of the show business. It, it'll just continue. Jared, it's all business no all business no 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 we have a we have a goal and objective and we have to achieve it <laughs> it's just fun and today that goal and achievement that we are going to be talking about in the wonderful world of gaming is in fact which world's in games, would we like to live in? That was good. Well that done. was clever. That well was done. a nice segue. Normally, those, those segues never come yes. out that cleanly in my head. <laughs> that was perfect, though. What they are in my head to out and into the world. I could tell that world. you realized you were going to say it when you got oh. excited. Yeah. You're like, wait like, a minute. At first, I didn't I, get it, but it was, then I was like, oh, I know where he's I going with this. It was perfect delivery, and I'm so happy. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, yes, in this episode, we want to talk about those worlds that we have experienced through games that we were just, we were just like, you know what? That would be really baller to live in those places. That's what I say in my head, too. Baller. See, <laughs> it's a fun phrase. This would be baller if I was That makes there. it sound more badass than it is for me, because all of the games that I want to live in are like, where am I the least likely to die? That's something that's interesting you bring that up, because that's something uh, that we're going to have to talk about. Well, yeah. not, like, Definitely. Some of the places that I want to go to like, they're are dangerous. dangerous, but they're only dangerous because my I was there. Does that make sense? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> My like video you game were the character. cause yeah, of so. ass and taking names. Exactly. So maybe if I if he doesn't come and I just go, or you know, yeah. and I just abide by Leave the rules. Leave the protagonist behind. Yeah, I don't try to be a brave hero. I just, you know, I just, you know, slip into society unnoticed. Maybe become what's just that, a blacksmith uh, or something. Yeah, exactly. What's that What's that line from that one movie? And I think it's that wrestler. Is it Roddy, Roddy Piper in that one movie where he's just like, where he's like, I'm here to... Kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm and all out of gum. Bubble gum. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> chew ass, and, yeah, yeah. Chew, chew ass. No, not chew ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, is that what is that? What movie <sighs> is that from? I don't know. It's some like alien invasion movie, and I can't think of what it's called now. I just know that podcast. line. Oh wait, isn't it? Chew is ass. it the one that's really campy? 
Oh, yeah. Does it have Neil Patrick Harris in it? Not sure. Oh, not, I feel like White I know Castle, what you're talking about. No, 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 not that. It's like an alien movie. It's a sci-fi movie. Are the aliens like weird psychic things that like take over your brain? Maybe. Them? I feel like I might know what you're talking about. Maybe. I'll look I'll look it up. But anyway, back to the okay. topic at hand. Worlds topic that we want to sh- live in. Yes, worlds that we want to live in. And, you know. I mean, how did y'all, did you guys, how did you approach this? Was this something you're just like, what's a pretty world? Or were you like, what's, you know, a world like that I would like to be the main protagonist in and do what I basically did in the game? For me, I don't know. Or like slip into society as a blacksmith and own a house and land. I don't know. For me, it was more, it was more of the ones that, (laughs) like my number one, I have a big reason, uh, lots of reasons as to why it's my, it's my number one. Like, oh, I really would like to live in this world. My number two and my number three, not as much as other than they were just really cool places. Yes. And so it's not so much as really wanting to, I wouldn't want, well, if I was in any of them, I would not just want to be some normal Joe. I would want to be like, you'd want to be whatever powers come with it. I would want to be the, I would want to be the person that I am in that game. Okay. I see. That's interesting. Mine. Yeah. I'm more slipped into society. Me too. I mean, whenever I'm thinking of the game and I'm thinking of the games that I love just to revisit on a casual basis, just to play a little bit and then just quit and go to bed. Yeah. It's always somewhere where a lot is not happening. <laughs> it's it's like, where am I the least likely to be stressed out? Like, I'm not going to be playing Amnesia, The Dark Descent, if, right. I, if, I, if I'm wanting to have a relaxed time. So when sure. I think about worlds that I would want to live in, I'm usually thinking about the world in the context of... What's it like when the protagonist isn't there? What's happening when the person that you are mm-hmm. isn't around? How well developed is it? What's going on in the background? Could I live in that kind of world as just a regular person? Yes. So like I'm always thinking of the more normal approach. Like where could I live and be the least likely to get zombie killed or horribly mutilated? I am I more that. on that page, but kind of somewhere in between based on the, some of the games. My number one's kind of silly, but I think it's a good number one. All right. All right. Well, you want to go first then? Yeah. And did I just volunteer? Yeah, you just volunteer. Go this is actually going to really work out well because I was, ho- was going to see this because my number we three have some will overlap, line up kinda. with your number two. So if we go okay. around where I'm last, then we can kind of like tag can, team ours okay. a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Tag team ours. <laughs> um, yep. Okay. So I'll go first and we'll do it in order. So my number three, uh, it's... There is a there's I think three games that are under this name. There's been three in the series, I think, and you might you guys might know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and I've only played the whole one through the third one the whole way through, and that's Bioshock. Oh, okay, okay. gotcha. And uh, is that right, Bioshock? Yeah, there's three because there's the one, two, one. and Bioshock, Infinite. Bioshock, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Infinite is what I'm talking about. And, okay. I, and I knew when we talked about doing this. Uh, topic that I wanted to do Bioshock, and I don't know why. I don't because I because they're not nice places to live. Actually, they're, right? But they look pretty amazing. They're beautiful, and they have a lot of atmosphere to them. Mo- more than most gaming worlds, in my opinion. There, you know, there's a lot of depth yeah. there, a lot of layers, and maybe that has something to do with it. So I was like, it's either Rapture or I think the city's called Columbia. Yes. Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> it was it was a toss up between those two. And I don't, I, you know, can get claustrophobic. So I was like, I'm definitely not, You're not rapture. <laughs> I can't be underwater. <laughs> uh, I have to be where it's like open space. So I picked Columbia. Now, have you guys played Infinite? I've not played Infinite, but I know. You kind of know the setting it. a little bit. Yes. Well, if you're not, same for me. Okay. Well, just to catch y'all I have up. It, it's in my backlog. So. Okay. Jared, perfect. God. So I'll, give, so I'll, I'll set too. you guys up. Sorry. I'll hook you guys up with a little backstory. Basically, 
Actually, I don't even know the book's backstory that <laughs> terrifically well. When I was playing, it all made perfect sense. But basically, it was a thing that was created in America for the World's Fair. And it was just supposed to be like kind of like a spectacle. It's and a floating city, it's a right? Floating for people city. that don't know what you're talking it about is. at all. Yes, exactly. So it was created for the World's Fair. But basically, yeah, they used balloons and like, you know, some kind of... Um, you know, hydro- hydraulics. Yeah, it's pretty it's very steampunk. steampunk. Yeah. Right, right. And this city would go around to other countries, which I didn't know. I don't know if they explain that in the game. I think they do, but I was just kind of rereading it. So it would go around as like this traveling fair that would oh. be presented all over the world. Look how great America is. <laughs> it, it kind of was. <laughs> awesome. And as it progressed there was some kind of turbulence that happened. <laughs> turbulence, not like actual. Both <laughs> probably, in, folks. Yeah, the yeah. Side effect of a floating, <laughs> a floating city, city. Things you wouldn't have thought Wind about. Wind kids tough to adjust. To. <laughs> Jet stream, man. Yeah, it's, 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 it's tricky. It's tricky. Pilots will know. Um, but there was also like class division and racial tension, and all that gets explored in the game. So that happened, and eventually, the floating city succeeded seceded from America. And I mean, wouldn't you, though? You if are, you were you're a floating city and you away. could get away, it'd you, be like, no, right. we're out of you're here. You've kind of already got the hands on the wheels. Right. You're, you should just <laughs> put the pedal to the metal. And they did that. And America said, no, come back. Like, <laughs> they said, don't do that. And I hope they down. use that exact tone. <laughs> yeah, hey, no, come take back. It easy. But they were like, fuck y'all. And like this guy, Zachary, um, I forget his name, but he became the leader basically. And he was like, fuck y'all too. And he, so they went into the clouds and they vanished. You know, this is early eight or late 1800s. The game takes place in like 1912, I think. Yeah. So, you don't have the, I don't think they had the technology really to find this place. And once that happened, it be, kind of became like a police state. It became very, um, this kind of like a radical place. However, I would go there and just totally participate and totally look the other way and totally enjoy my time in the heavens. <laughs> I would do whatever it takes just to have a pleasant time with such a cool city because it's beautiful. Just because you'd be able to be in a floating city. Just just to be in a just tell me what to do. <laughs> you know, I'll work for whoever I have I to like work for. I like that kind of honesty. That's, that's nice. It's refreshing. Just, just to have, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to change things if I could live there. No, just really no, stick I'm, I'm cool with just the status on this cloud quo. Right now. <laughs> just because it's a cloud city, fine. That's fine. No, hopefully I would would try to change things in real life like you do in the video game as uh Booker DeWitt, I believe yes, his DeWitt. name is. And that's what well, he kind of inadvertently does. I know he he's kind of one of those like uh reluctant heroes. Mm-hmm. He kind of gets sucked in to this thing and he kind of like, uncovers shit just happens and yeah. he just happens. And to he's be. cool about it, you know, he's kind of got another job that he's supposed to be doing. So it's kind of fun to play him. But basically, he sets off a series of events that totally like brings the city into chaos. <laughs> so, as long as like he doesn't isn't allowed in. We're gonna be fine up there, and I would love to just hang out with all that. Everyone's happy, and like they worship the, this crazy religion that doesn't make sense. That's like pseudo American. Like they they worship George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, and they have like the, the Decla- you know all this Declaration of Independence is like their Bible. So it's just they're all crazy. But I would just go along with the ride and just totally enjoy myself. It's fantastic. This is a horrible social state that we're all in. But God, we could ride aren't these clouds beautiful. And it could ride uh hooks uh, with for arms down railways and stuff like floating railways I've seen that from the game yeah that it's looks like pretty cool sign me up whatever i have to do, to do that I'm, I'm down um but yeah so it's but it's beautiful 
you have to get baptized before you go in into to, which is it's a very strange experience. I mean, talking about the game, it's it's very like I said, multi layered with like a lot of philosophical questions about like choice versus fate, about religion, about um, to- totalitarian systems. All this stuff kind of comes up into the surface, and it has one of the most famous endings I've recently played in a video game. And I know a lot of people talk about the ending. It's very confusing, involving like what's it called when like a a, a, a a tear in the space-time continuum. Oh. And, like, th- you can get... You kind of peep into the future and the past. Oh, you can, like, see... In, like, you wouldn't really expect that. I mean, you maybe ex- might expect it from a Bioshock game, but, like, in this particular setting, it was, it was a little jarring, but they made it work very well. And what were the uh, plasmids in the early Bioshocks? I was about to say, what Those was... have been replaced with um, something else. I can't remember the name of them. I just call them potions, and I can't <laughs> remember That's essentially the what they are. <laughs> like, um, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember their they're official... They're called Vigors. Vigors! Yeah, they're called Vigors oh, okay, in Bioshock Infinite. And, you know, you can do all that stuff. And the way they promote this stuff is like a fair, and they're, they're for the public. You know, one of the first things that you do is you walk through a little market area, and everyone's showing off different Vigors. Like, oh, like, buy this one, you can, you know... Uh, set people on fire, but they don't like to say it like that. You know, that's that's what you use it for, of course. Like, light your campfires with this one, but right. hey, guess what? You can exactly. still light somebody wink, on fire. Wink, yeah. <laughs> if you want to. The so logs all, just happen to be yeah, shaped like people. like just about to be crazy, but you, it's all kind of reeled in until Booker DeWitt gets there, and then everything goes crazy. So you'd be in the time before he gets there. I would be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like you'd, to you'd own a died, shop and Died of a natural causes yeah. before then. Listen to the crooners on the ships come in and out. Yes, I think it would be quite lovely. Right. <laughs> in the market when they're showing off all the vigors, do they still say, it's a circus of values? Or is that? Uh, They have a lot of line one-liners like that. Okay, is that in that's what they the say in the first Bioshock. Bioshock. They have all the like, all the, uh, the, uh, I mean, they're basically vending machines that give out all the yes, and they have stuff before. And, and it, when you walk up to it, there's like a clown speaker on it. Right. It's like, it's a circus of values. And they do have stuff like that. It's very similar. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Juxtaposition of like old and like the magic. Yeah. You know, I love that too. I mean, Bioshocks, I think they did such a great job of kind of combining these two very odd like genres and moods. It took me a very long time to play the first Bioshock mm-hmm. after it came out. And I had one friend in particular who was just like, dude, you got to play Bioshock. I was like, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Then when I finally did get to it, mm-hmm. I was like, damn. It's good. This is good. So no, really I've, I've, and I heard great oriented. things about Infinite. Again, it's just in my backlog. Yeah, I haven't gotten it's to great. Yet. There's no Big Daddies, though. That's the only bad part. I would rather it, – it's almost worth it to go to Rapture to just see a Big Daddy. I mean, my favorite is still Bioshock 2 because Real. you get to be the Big Daddy. Right. Like you get to feel like you're that guy. Mm-hmm. It's just like that's my favorite part of it. Yeah. Nice. The little girl Big Daddy relationship is I also like, love so cool. having a drill for an arm. Mm, that's, that's pretty cool. Best. Yeah. Drilling people. Nice. So that's my number three. <laughs> in a nutshell, so it's a good conclusion. So in conclusion, with me. you can, but you can grapple the railway. No, all the you gameplay stuff. It's a very, it's a, like you said, it's a very beautiful setting. It's it very is. cool. You the the flying around using just the grapple ignore works. everything else. <laughs> ignore the evil. <laughs> well, yeah, but that isn't. The- Point I mean, isn't that what <laughs> like what basically happens when everything goes to shit? I guess is you have to throw a baseball at two people that um, uh, I guess broke some sort of rules. I'm forgetting now. They might have stole something, but they're part of the resistance, oh, and they're like, good? "Oh, and you you pick a number, and you're you're the lucky winner. You can oh. either you get to throw a baseball at them and like essentially try to kill them, and you either choose to do it, and you have a choice. You can you can throw it at them, or you can throw it at the guy that gave you the baseball. And I, if I was there, I'd be like, "I'll throw the baseball because I'm living here, and this is fun." <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm joking. Don't take, don't take away my ropes. Don't, don't, don't open the curtain. Keep it closed. <laughs> All right. So, Mogan, what is your number three? Well, actually, world? I think I have overlap with Zach, don't I? Yes, we do. Well, yes. which one? Is yours number two or three? Well, I mean, one. one. Oh, one. maybe... Should I reshuffle my order? No, because they they just take place. It's in your the, order. They're it's, like it's, the same yeah, world. It is. it is actually the same world, but two very different ways. They of are. They're pretty the different. So mine was really difficult because there are a lot of games that I would like to live choice. in. Because a lot of the ones that I play, again, pretty happy go lucky. Not a lot of things that are considered bad are bad by any means in comparison to Bioshock. <laughs> I mean, a good day in Bioshock is like the worst day in my favorite, which is Pokemon. <laughs> So specifically, the Johto region. That's because this is the one that took place in Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver, in addition to Gold, Silver, and Crystal. But Heart Gold is one of the first Pokemon games that I played the whole way through and got it. Like, I had played ones earlier than that, but they had... The whole system just hadn't really sunk into how you were supposed to play the game and actually being good at it. So Heart Gold was one of the first times that I actually played it and understood and mm. actually was able to play it well mm -hmm. and build a team that made sense. That's a good point. I think I, as I was listening, I was like, well, uh, you know, you don't have to play Pokemon well. You can just enjoy it. Yeah, but you're you right. There actually is difficult. It, it does get difficult. You can in, like, build it to be very squad. specific and very complex. Right. Or you can play it the other way and just do whatever you want mm -hmm. just collect pokemon based on whichever ones you think are the most adorable frequently what right. i do so you can definitely tailor it to your experience and this was the first time that i was able to make that conscious decision other than just going with the flow and seeing where things went mm -hmm. it was also the first game that i played where your pokemon actually got to be on the map with you so usually your Pokemon are actually in the Pokeballs, of course. Right. So like you walking beside yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So in Heart Gold, they actually walk outside of the Pokeball with you, mm -hmm. whichever one is like your main team lead. Mm -hmm. And that was revolutionary for me because I was like, oh my God, it's like we're really friends and mm -hmm. equals now. Instead of just my little battle slaves that live in these <laughs> Which Pokeballs. Which they still, you know, they still essentially. still pretty much are. Still essentially are. And like your you could turn slaves. back and face your Pokemon and actually like interact with them and it would make them happier. Oh. So in a lot of ways, it was kind of of a precursor to the Pokemon Ami system, where you actually do play like games. You, like, feed them, don't yeah, you? and you feed them and you have good times with mm -hmm. them. But, anyways, so Pokemon Heart Gold Johto in particular. Uh, real quick, what's the other one? Where where does the other Pokemon take place? Soul Silver? Like, or do you just like mean all of them? Just red. There's and tons of different regions. Red, okay, what about red and blue? <laughs> don't those take place in Kanto? Kanto? Maybe. Is it? I don't know. I, I, I was no never. Jared's <laughs> like, what? No, I, I just Pokey never. what? <laughs> I wasn't able to play Pokemon as a kid, so I haven't really ever got it's into it. I know subject. who cares. I know, I know the main characters, but other, but outside of that, my. So you don't know like the 150 Pokemon or 151? Well, so what's like, your favorite all of them? Pokemon? Yeah. I mean, I don't pick know one. All, well, name I might, a Pokemon. I, have, I mean, not Pokemon. Pikachu. Okay, other than the Pikachu, it's like show us your ID at the door. <laughs> Let me name see. Name a Pokemon. Uh, show your work. <laughs> Mewtwo. Okay. Charizard. Okay. Um, okay. Squirtle. Okay. Squirtle. <laughs> Question mark. That might be <laughs> it. That's that's that, totally that, it. That might be it. What's then another one in like Super Smash Brothers who like the the oh, he's like just naming sleeping. ones from Smash. He's yeah, cheating. Wait a minute. They're all from Smash. <laughs> that's the only really. That's the only type. Of, 
you know, that's the only kind of Pokemon I played was in Smash. We're running out of games from Smash to talk about. <laughs> All right, so you're disqualified from the conversation. So, Jodeco? Jodo. Jodo. J-O-H-T-O. Like Dodo. So, yeah, like the Pokemon. Def- definitely. Those, that's... Yes. <laughs> but so anyways, there. what's interesting about this game is the starter Pokemon aren't even the ones that are the most well-known. They're not Charmander. They're not Squirtle. They're not Pikachu. It's actually Cyndaquil, uh, Totodile, and... Chikorita. I know. Chikorita those. is my favorite one. That's the grass type one. I can't remember what it's. Is final. it in an egg? It is. It's oh, got like well, triangles. Well, yes. No, that's Togepi. That's Togepi. Yeah, that's Togepi. I don't. All Pokemon come from eggs. Zach. Well, you, but I thought he, in his first form, was like had arms and legs. Sticking I mean, out he of does. No, that's the one that's, that comes out. But like, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Jared's nodding. Like, I mean, you're <laughs> right about the thing that you're stating. It just has nothing to do with Okay, what? that's a totally different Pokemon. This is totally, yeah, that's totally. Okay. To- Togepi is its own Pokemon. I stopped after Red and Blue. Maybe oh, I should okay. preface by saying yeah, that. Yeah, you should. 151 is, that's, that's the all the Pokemon that exist in my, and that should exist. And I think Johto was the one that came right after that. So okay. this would have been the first Generation expansion, two. I believe, in addition to the original 151. Okay. So this would have been the first time, I think, that people would have encountered different starter Pokemon. So the first three that you're able to choose from. So I definitely went with Chikorita. I didn't know at the time that the grass type Pokemon is actually the hardest choice. And it wound up not being a problem because if you balance your team well enough, you can make up for it in other ways. What was I getting to? The world. The world world itself. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. So specifically in terms of the Johto region, a lot of the towns really stuck with me. Because, you know, the whole point of Pokemon is you travel around to different towns and you travel, uh, you challenge the gym leaders at the various towns. And a lot of the ones in Heart Gold or just Gold really stuck with me. Uh, Specifically, I loved the Violet City. I loved, um, what was it called? Cherry Grove? Cherry Brook? Cherry something? Well, you were know. looking at the wrong yeah. person. I don't, yeah, don't I'm not sure either. why I'm even bothering to look in Jared's direction. <laughs> I'll just give you affirmative nods. Yes. Just not yeah, information has come to his head. <laughs> yes, you're right. So I wanted to just live in every single town that I encountered, largely because I love small towns, and every town in Pokemon is made up of, what, five houses max? You yeah, get maybe like five that. houses and like a business and a gym. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing. And that whole system really appeals to me in that the whole thing is it looks expansive on the map, but in reality, it would be a very small, tight knit thing where you literally take what, 10 minutes? To walk from one town to the next. Or you get and the you're, bike. Yeah, you just get on your bike. It's even less time than mm-hmm. that. Or roller skates <laughs> in the newer games. Oh, but really? this would have been this would have been the pre-roller oh, skates times. I know, right? Crazy. <laughs> So it really appeals to me, this whole idea of the world at large being so close, but feeling so far. Because obviously when you're 10 years old and your parents send you out into the world alone with your one Pokemon to go have (laughs) adventures and battle it out, you want to know that you're safe, that you can go to all these different locations. And really, the worst thing that can happen to you, you can lose a Pokemon battle. And even then, you just go to the Pokemon Center by default, and they heal you yeah, and your healed. Pokemon, and it's all right, happy and good to go. Right. Now, yeah. are you 
what about the fact that there's Pokemon in this world? Now, so that's, <laughs> does that matter? That's, so mainly, I wouldn't want to actually be the kid that actually does the travels and the challenges and the whatnot. I mostly just want to be a regular person. Interesting. In the world of Pokemon. Like, you usually have a mom, right? And mm. I usually just want to be like, man, the mom has a great life. She doesn't have to do any actual momming. She just sends her kid out into the world and then stays home with her own Pokemon and just does her own thing. Would you maybe perhaps like Professor Oaks want to... No. Nope. That sounds hard. Nope. That <laughs> sounds too much trouble. What about a nurse? I, I, no. Nope. No. <laughs> no. Really no contribution really to no. the Pokemon society. I just want to be a regular, non-employed person <laughs> that just li- maybe like a berry farmer. Like I believe that this was one of the first games where you could actually cultivate berries. So maybe I could maybe do that. Maybe Well, let's hope Pokemon but Go. About it. That's about to say. Gives you you're going to basically uh, be able to live. In that. Exactly. That's what I'm. Li- that's the future, man. I'm going to live it. It's yeah. going to be my real life. We'll never be able to yeah. get her to come Logan's back. Logan's the only one who plays Pokemon Go and does well, not you're not going to be able to find me because I'm going to be on the move all the time. That's what I mean. We're not going to be able to. You're just going to have to retire as a host because we're not going to be able to get you back. So they actually did recently announce. So this is looking in the future, of course. But mm-hmm. they did announce that with Pokemon Go, certain Pokemon will only be available in actual regions of the world. I've heard that. So, as well. like, there will be people people yeah, in Russia like that have Tower. access to yeah. Pokemon that you don't have. So you have to actually like make global friends and junk. That's yeah. crazy. That'll, <laughs> that junk. that'll be really interesting to see how that. What works if it like spawns like, like world peace? Oh god! <laughs> the, see, this is the <laughs> what future I'm talking about. The it's Pokemon like future. We fight battles with where our Pokemon. the worst thing is you can fight battles. Yeah, with Pokemon. it might not be. This that is the whole thing. point. This is what we're going to mm-hmm. as a culture. As a world a society, thing. it's going to be a lot better than the floating dystopia of yes, Colombia. Yes, perhaps so. It's going to be pretty peaceful. It's going to be great. Cool. That's a good pick. That all pretty much went over my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I wasn't listening. <laughs> you, you'll get it you'll someday. Play Pokemon I one picked. Day. I know. I'll probably look into Go. Man, too bad you don't no, have 3DS. We're all going to look into Go. We'll Go's all look into be Go. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I might buy it. Well, didn't you say you could do it on mobile? Yeah, it's no, that's the whole mobile. point. It's only mobile. Well, that's that's what I mean. why I but had it's like to a, get a real phone. Gotcha. That's the whole reason. <laughs> well, when is Pokemon Go supposed to? Is it projected for next it's year? It's this year. No, I really? think it's supposed to come out this year. I Man, that's exciting, actually. Yeah, I'm losing my mind. Yeah, like what if like I'm working at like my job and I see something out the window? You're gonna have my to phone. give up your job like, yeah. oh, to go something get more the important Pokemon. Is, I gotta go get that Pokemon. <laughs> there are yeah. other things to do. I just don't want to get like hit by a car like trying to run. They're even going to be it's like uh, where water Pokemon are primarily located by bodies of water and really? stuff like that. So I'm really hoping that they'll like maybe I, I think it's far fetched. But one of my most wished for things is that you can only get ghost type Pokemon in graveyards. Wow. I would That's really love to see that happen. How that all comes out. No, is yeah. Like I don't think. Yeah. That would I'll be, be very you interested to be able to what, map yeah, them out. But right. like, you know, famous graveyards. Sure. Like the ones in Paris or New but if Orleans. You, but it's kind of like the, what's, so, what's a great ghost type Pokemon? Gengar. Gengar. He's yeah. the after well, Ghastly. Yeah. And he's after, after Haunter. After Haunter. So you have to actually trade a Haunter to get a Gengar to actually level up that way. But you could definitely get Ghastly's. Oh, yeah, Real duh. question for me is where you can get an Abra because those are uber rare in the first They're ones. typically just in the tall grass, yeah. and they try but to where run would they from put it in their real life? Scene. I know. Let's go with what? Where um, would be a tough place to get an Abra? How about like Colorado? Yeah, somewhere. I don't know. I Canada, don't know. maybe. Anywhere remote, I suppose. And, yes, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere with grass. Yes. All right, Jared's ready. <laughs> <laughs> Is he? <laughs> Jared's 
He's like, I'm tired of talking about this thing that I don't know anything about. No, it's fun to hear you guys just go back and forth. It's, I'm cool. Every other word I don't know. Okay, how you feel right now is how I feel 99% of the time. That's not true. That is not that is That is a false. A lot of the time, low blow. You are able to chime in on many, many topics. Right. That's the whole point of the show. We all are teaching each other stuff. That's right. Something's bouncing and I was like making an echo sound. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm touching too much stuff. Okay, so my number three. Yes. This one, I originally had a really hard time picking a third one. And I originally was trying to decide if I wanted this one to be even on my list just because, I don't know. I feel like it almost felt like a cop-out in a sense. But then I realized that you're not going to be able to read my handwriting, so I don't know why. I can't. I don't know why I even try. (laughs) But – it almost felt like a cop out answer, but then it, I realized, no, I, I'll I'll allow it a because cop- it had okay. Okay. because it had a profound impact on my early gaming life. Okay, and that is Mario sixty four, Super Mario sixty four, oh. Super Mario. Oh right, 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 Super Mario sixty four. Because so again, everyone's very familiar with that game. I don't really need to go into explaining mm-hmm. all the things about that game and why it's wonderful. It's just wonderful because it's a fun place to be. Now, when you think of Mario 64, you think about the castle or, th- or everything. I'm thinking just about everything. Everywhere you, you know, Because it's worlds within a world. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And that, that was the thing about it, too. I was just like, well, if, do I need to choose which one? No, just the whole thing as a whole. Because technically, it's like Princess, Peach, Princess Peach's castle is like the world, in a sense, in that game. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're right. You go to all these other different worlds. But right. Technically, you could say you're still in Princess Peach's castle. Right. So all you really need is Princess Peach's castle. That's the world. It's like she's the only one that has because it's like it's this basically Princess Peach's Princess Peach's castle. That's gonna be a tongue twister. Yeah. Let's 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 call it PPC. PPC. (laughs) It's basically just a big portal place, and you can just be like, "Where do I feel like going today? I'm gonna go to the you know." To the to the snow and play around. That's with the a penguins. good point. It is, and like no not having there. to walk or travel or do anything. You just, else. just hop there. right in. You just hop right into a right picture on. frame. That's a goal. You know, and all that stuff <laughs> happens, good. and That's then good. you're good. Well, and the worst thing you're going to run into besides Bowser, which maybe you can talk about, because Bowser does exist within these this castle. He's, He's there. In there. He's, so it's, it's, just, so, it's just every so day. Kind of creepy. I'm going to go around. Gonna might run into a, Bowser. Just, just might run into some things. But yeah. you know, for the most part, but I'm just going to have a fun time. Most parts, Goombas. And yeah. I think <laughs> any anyone can take care of a Goomba pretty, exactly. pretty easily. Just quick jump. Yeah. Quick jump on the head. And Even that. your least skilled player can take care of a Goomba. Exactly. And so the reason why, of why it's was on my list is just because it's one of the first games I can ever remember playing. Mm-hmm. You know, I played some stuff on the SNES or SNES is more like SNES. <laughs> Come on. You know, Donkey Kong and stuff like that. And, and granted, I love Donkey Kong, but I don't know. I didn't really see Donkey Kong as being a good world to mm-hmm. live in necessarily. But because, but Mario, Super Mario 64, you know, technically was like the first, one of the first you could say open world games I might have played. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that oh, is that's yeah. like my favorite genre of game. And the water levels are great too. The water level. Yeah. I mean, I know they're not very fun to play. Oh, People hate usually them. hate I playing hate the, water levels. the water levels. But you know, it's a nice change of pace. At least you have yeah. that. You got the water. You got the snow. You got even. But then you got the Bowser levels. And and I think if you take the castle, you have to take everything with it. That is the rule. Oh no no no! I agree. <laughs> no, so you I have like, to go to the lava levels. I like the Bowser, and I like the Bowser levels the mo- a lot because of how they are fun. They were a lot of fun because they were especially challenging than everything else. But so for me, as a young gamer at that point, just being able to have this big, expansive place to go explore, it was different than what I experienced at Donkey Kong, where everything just came, you know, yeah, side scroller. Right. This was very just. It's open. open. I could go explore. I could go to these different places, desert, and it was a very fun. Arena. 
cheerful, jolly place. So really for me, it hit my list just due to the nostalgia of it all. Well, I was actually going to segue into mine, but before, and I, but I was just going to remember about what's the, uh, there's a lot of secret levels as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's the one when you get the hat and you can fly into the clouds and go see Columbus or Columbia, Columbia. like <laughs> Mr. Christopher Columbus up there. And then you can go down into the basement and then there's the ghost world. Yeah. The one, which is a really creepy or not creepy, but it's an interesting let la- and you'll have to go there. Yeah. You gotta go to risk. See, if it were me and I were pain. in the same world, I would just want to be a regular toad. Like, I don't want to be Mario. Toads would, I just want to be a regular yeah. toad, just doing castle stuff. And just help. Just help maybe sweep the things. floors every now and yeah. then. Yeah. Just do bake toad a cake. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, bake a cake. Yeah, I bake a lot. Of, exactly. Yeah, right. That does sound nice, actually. Till Bowser comes. Till Bowser comes. And you just gotta find Bowser. But it's just, it's, it's, basically, <laughs> it's basically like paying rent for being in the castle. <laughs> if Jarrett was Mario, he'd be like, you gotta oh, fight Bowser. I need you, Jarrett. Nah, hanging out in desert land. Figure it out yourself, you stupid toads. He's become so cynical. So, yeah, so really, nothing really much more. I mean, we're all very familiar with Mario, but like that. For me, it was purely based on the nostalgia and like a very the impact it had on me as a young gamer. Yes, and the, what you were talking about earlier, my my number two is Super Mario Galaxy. Okay, so that, that one I'm way more on board. Like, no offense to Mario well, sixty four, but Mario the, Galaxy, yeah. Mario Galaxy, and so but it was a similar thing because you are in one kind of star you're in like a ship you know yeah. i guess you'd call it even though everything's outdoors so all the physics are <laughs> going out the window which is great you know you can survive in space and that's lovely right and but it's similar conundrum i had i was like so if i live in this i have to take everything with me it's like with all the other planets that you go to and i'm not gonna remember them all but they are pretty fantastic and i love how to traverse that environment. Yeah. And that would be so much fun. I mean, the mechanics of the game were mind-blowing. Yes, that they, they it works perfectly. It's pretty unbelievable that they were able to make a game that had gravity exercised the way that it did yeah. and use it to their advantage rather than it being some sort of like spectacle that's just kind of fun. They actually incorporated it, it really well It was extremely well, well the done. Game. Yeah, which is pretty awesome because... There was points where I would just stop playing, and there'd be like maybe three or four small planets you could just kind of see how far around to. Yeah, how long you could stay around them. It's really a great game. Probably my favorite game mechanic of the Super Mario Galaxy ones is the green star levels Mm -hmm. that make you really think outside the box of how the level is designed. There's tons. Is there like Uh, there's there's more than fifty? Aren't there really? Uh, maybe you're right. Maybe there's you're right. a bajillion of okay. them. Because one in particular that I always think of is it's way, there's a green star way off out in the distance mm-hmm. over lava. You literally have to have at least three and, health and, and you have to yeah. bounce over to it and hit the green star. You and like, that's if you don't get why, it, you're done. If you don't get it, you're done. Yeah, that's like that one. was wild for me. Well, help me think of some of the maps. The only ones that I could really think of, there's one where you get the B costume. Is that Super oh, Galaxy 2? those. But no, it's lev- both. It's both? Okay, so that's a, those... I love the environment there. It's yeah. like very green, you know, classic Mario waterfalls, flower petals that like right. you jump on and bees are buzzing very about. Very peaceful. Yeah, and there's a queen bee. <laughs> I remember her. Right? And you have to like climb on her. Yeah, like, she's a big pain. Her. Yeah, it's real <laughs> bizarre. It's like, okay, ma'am. Yes, yes. <laughs> you're this, your majesty. You're my, a lot bigger than Do everything else. Do you remember else. the uh, the little, they, they kind of look like little tree people. Uh, they were and they people. made like this little clicking, like kind of woodsy wind chimey noise. Uh-huh. I, don't I don't even know. remember what they so, were but called. But I beat both games. I should know. I know. You <laughs> know, I played both games. They were my favorite. They were. They're fantastic games. And there's another. So just basically how physics and like how whimsical and how it, 
how it came together is makes me want to live there. There's a, I'm thinking of a, a, a race that you do underwater, and it's like a racetrack, but it's all suspended in midair. You know, it's oh, like you're swimming. Yeah. Is that the one where you're, like you're on like the manta ray? Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. You're on a manta ray. But it's, Those it's, are crazy. It looks like a racetrack in midair, but it's water. Right on. So it's like all that kind of stuff. I mean, the possibilities are endless. And if they ever make a third one, which I hope they do. God, because I hope they it's do. such a great uh, way of expanding the and Mario universe. And it's in universe. the galaxy. It's in the universe. Right. They've got so much space I know. still to go. They have so many things that they could do. And just from getting, like I said, from the starship to – and the starship itself is really nice. See, it's that's pleasant, what I'm thinking. It's quiet. It's got like nice music. Where depending on where you go, and it, I would it, it, feel it gets bigger so and bigger. Nice with Rosalina around. She seems like everything's okay. Cool. Yes. and I want Lumas. Yeah, I want Lumas. I too. want Lumas, like, and I want to eat Starbits. Those you know? are the things I want. Yes, and you have to feed Lumas oh, Starbits sometimes. So cute. <laughs> and like, I'm going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> they explode into a star. But they become you get other it, things. Get, they transform. That's what it is. Transform. Oh, what's happening for the first time? <laughs> I've killed it. So which which system did, did that one come out on first? The Wii, Wii first. The Wii first. Actually, both, they were both, both for, for the Wii. Wii. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And both got critical acclaim. They're really They're fantastic. Okay, and, yeah. It, what so was the, much fun. Didn't one come out like that, similar to that, it was a Mario Party that I'm thinking of that was first, just like the perhaps. really There was big, a Mario Party 8, or not Mario Party, but Mario, Mario Party. Mario is the one that's been a long, lot Longer, There's Mario Party right? 10, I or think, Or am I right thinking now? of something yeah. completely different? I might be Mario Kart 8 came out on for the Wii after Super Mario Galaxy 2, I think. And that's I supposed to be Mario pretty Kart good. Okay, okay, okay. Mario Kart 8 is Wii U. That's yeah, oh, that's Wii U. Wii U. Yeah. That's what okay, I mean. It just came Sorry. out. And that one's really fun. It I've is. heard great things about that. Yeah. I have it. We should play it. We should oh, play it. We, should. I love we can Mario. both beat Jarrett. Sam will kick That's true. Sam will be really good. I'm not sure I want to play Sam. She kicks my ass. Anyways, Mario Galaxy, I would love to live there for a little bit. Though I don't know where I'd like sleep or anything. I mean, I think, I guess yeah. So. You Everything seems so the... small, though. Actually, do you remember, um, doesn't Rosalina, like, have an actual room? She does. And it's, like, beautiful. And yeah, I'm like, really man, I want to live there. Yeah. I'd, I would love I'd, to live I'd there. I'd hit a button and I'd break the thing. <laughs> I'd just fumble with something and I'd, I'd do something wrong. I feel like from Mario Galaxy 1 and 2... One is the one that I would more want to actually live in because in two, you're on like the ship that is your face. Yeah, it's your Mario's face. And it's a face. lot less right. homey. Like the yeah. Rosalina satellite or whatever you it's want to cooler. call it. It feels more like a place where you mm-hmm. could actually live. Yes. Yeah, you're right. You are in Mario's face for that. It's like a garden. Yeah, that's true. I don't like that place as much. Mario Galaxy. I mean, it's nice. It's just not it's as, it's just, it's just no. not home. Yes, you know? I agree. And I'm, we've talked about this. I'm looking for a home mm-hmm. where I can be a regular Luma or just yes. a regular Joe. Just work on the ship. Just work on the ship. <laughs> there you go. So, Mogan, what is the next place that you would want to be just yes. a regular Joe? I was not prepared. <laughs> just a regular Joe. So, this one is a little bit less regular Joey than my other two. So, I think I mentioned it very briefly once before. It's the old Game Boy Advance game, Golden Sun. Have either yes, of you ever heard of it? you talked about it. I talked about it a little bit, and I definitely want... But it's want, been a while I ago. want to expand on it, because okay. Golden Sun, I still have the strategy guide Okay. from way back in the day. I still have the map that was in the strategy guide, the fold-out map. Nice. And that map is actually the world of Wayard. So that's W-E-Y-A-R-D, Wayard. Okay. And okay. if people say it differently... God, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. I'd love that. I, I don't wouldn't know, know how God. to say it differently. <laughs> I mean, how else would you say it? Well, yard, no. What was the other thing last episode that you were talking that was a tough? Thing oh, to the say? Kozo. Yeah, the Kozo. But not that's the, the correct chozo. pronunciation. Yeah. yeah, not the Chozo. <laughs> the Chozo is stupid. That's a stupid way to say it. So, <laughs> okay, in Golden Sun, you it takes place. 
how am I, I going to explain this? Okay, so Golden Sun is a turn-based style RPG. So it's the original game is you, you're this guy, you're, well, you're a bunch of different people, actually. There's not really any one person that you really are. And you're four people, and you're all technically called adepts. So within the world of Golden Sun, it's, it's inhabited by humans in the first game. So they expand a little bit on different kinds of species in later games. But in the first game, it's mostly just humans that are hanging out in the world of Wired. Now, most of the humans are just regular old people. But there's one particular town called Vale. And that's where you start out, you and most of the protagonists of the game. So in the town of Vale, they have, they're kind of like almost pseudo superhumans in that everyone in this town, even just regular Joes, has the ability to use psi energy, which is just exactly what it sounds like. It's psychic energy, which they use to do perfectly regular normal day things. Hmm. Like, I'll use my psi energy to fix my roof, or I think I'll use it to do a bit of gardening. Well, that's nice. Or, and, and it's so just no, like, what, no, no so that's the thing. It's such a practical that's application. Nice. So like the town of Vale in the very beginning during like the prologue section, basically, is just this super peaceful, normal little town where people with this seemingly unendless psychic ability are just like using it for regular stuff. And that's right up my alley. Yeah. So you say that it's that way in the prologue. It's, it it's that way in the very beginning. Okay, so, so technically something... most of these adepts, these people who can use psi energy are all from just this one town that is cut off from the rest of the world of Wayard because you can't really let loose that kind of energy into the world and have things go well. Sure. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. So you have this um, sort of sacred mountain in your time, town. It's called Mount Aleph, and it's actually a volcano. And the real impetus that starts the game is the volcano erupts, releasing four elemental basically abilities into the world at large so that's earth Dear wind God. water so and fire. it was no one's fault but if volcanoes fault no something i don't remember it's you been know? a long time Is since it like, i played what are people gonna learn through? to not found villages i know next to right volcanoes. like they're in danger yeah. and it's like well whose fault is that it sounds like this who, thing <laughs> spewed stuff everywhere who, who regardless built, right so who yeah. anyway so the point is i think like the main villain of the game which actually looks like a rock with an eyeball comes to the volcano on purpose because there's like a temple okay. within the volcano like okay. it's well known that this uh -huh. volcano is full of magical power or whatever so he comes you can't even really call it a he it's just a rock with an eye <laughs> it comes to the volcano and it's like yeah let's get some doom on and it basically makes the volcano erupt releasing these elemental creatures into the world and this is where like this is what makes me want to live in the world of wired post-volcanic eruption because it releases these little critters called jinn. So like almost kind of like, do you know jinn in like mythology? Mm -mm. They're actually, it's kind of like it a word for familiar. a genie. Okay. okay. So it's like D-J-I-N-N -N in mm -hmm. the game. So jinn, there's four types. There's water, earth, wind, and fire. And they do exactly what they sound like. They are kind of mystical, elemental governors of their respective abilities. And you collect them throughout the game to basically be on your team and fight with you. Because you use the, their power to basically get through the whole game. And they're really um, a strategic element. But that's not why I want them. I would just be a regular <laughs> Joe, regular old adept in Vale. Suddenly there's all these gin everywhere and I'd be like, 
finally. <laughs> my my <laughs> prayers now, have now been my, answered. Now the gods have answered my prayers. Shouting with some this is just literally falling from the sky. So, this is the best. And, because and it wouldn't, you wouldn't be like, time to go do good with no, these. No, because no, I would <laughs> no, like, I don't want to do good. I also don't want to do bad. I just I want to collect them up. A little bit. Yeah, just make things Sounds a little like you bit Columbia. nicer. Yeah. This is terrible, <laughs> but yeah, it's but fine. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, but I'm fine I'm with fine. things the way they are. This is fine. The djinn themselves are actually kind of um they're intelligent so they're not just dumb little creatures you know pokemon are smart to an extent but they don't really talk to you except for me alakazam's really smart okay well alakazam so a huge careful okay. and mewtwo's probably pretty smart too i think alakazam no, has an iq true. level of over like nine thousand. and mewtwo <laughs> i think that's isn't that in the pokedex <laughs> i could be really? making that up or something like that but i would he like to know no language yeah. <laughs> idiot anyway so the point is the djinn are actually smart they can talk to you they interact with you but they're little and adorable and that's why i want them i want to collect them all i want all the djinn i don't want anyone else to have any i want to make like a little djinn what do you call them when like you take critters to a farm for them to not die to like, breed them? No, like, no, just for them. To, like, just for them to animal hospice. No, not, not hospice. A farm? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is it just called a preserve? Oh, okay. oh like a oh. nature preserve. Oh. Yeah, there okay. we go. So okay. I want to. Uh, I thought you just meant like some any random yeah, animal. Yeah, yeah. We don't want you to die. So <laughs> I was like, does this place We're exist? We're gonna taste terrible. <laughs> I would love to know where this you is. You mean like going extinct? Go I got you. I, I don't got know you. what I'm talking yeah, about. Okay. A nature, nature. Because there's like a finite number. So of you gin. would take all these for yourself. I would take all of them. And for people myself. would be like, my goodness, she's gonna like rule the world. You're like, no, nope, I'm just no, I'm just gonna chill. Do whatever you want. A preserve, make a new veil, cut it off from the rest of the world, live in peace for the rest of my life with my. It's like gym. you're like almost an evil ruler, but you then you but took not, another turn. Because I'm actually, <laughs> you said, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get away from everybody. I'm helping the world by not allowing them to have gin. So this is really for oh, everyone's own good. And yourself. Yeah. Gotcha. It's, it's, mostly, I wouldn't do it it's for, mostly it for me. It's for my mostly own for benefit. me. I'm really glad that this is that it's known that this is a video game podcast, or else you just said a lot of times, I want all the gin. Yes. Right. So well, at I least am, we know I'm we're talking about like a video game character. We're not doing the drink episode. The drink <laughs> in the future, we'll I just say, want we'll all see. the gin. That's a foreshadow. Yeah, I know. You keep no, it's gin things, with a D and a J funny. and I'm an I and two ends. <laughs> ends. It's actually nothing, it's similar. nothing similar at all. But it just seems like it. So it sounds the same. Okay, well, that's a good one. That was a that's good very one. Unique. And so there's actually more that you could say about it beyond that because the world at large is actually quite beautiful. Okay. I think RPGs as a whole do the best job I of agree. world I agree. building. Of yes. building somewhere interesting and engaging. Yeah. So even if I were to travel around with my army of gin that I'm not using, I would still have a lot of fun hmm. because it's so beautiful and again, it's a peaceful place. If there weren't any gin in the world and if they hadn't been released, if magic weren't basically spewed out of a volcano everywhere, it would be very peaceful. So post-volcano, there's monsters everywhere, but before that, it was fine. Everything hmm. was good. So presuming that um, there isn't evil in the world, which there won't be, because I'll keep it all with me, well under control. There you mm -hmm. go. Mm -hmm. It'll be a very nice, pleasant place. <laughs> famous last words. Famous last words. <laughs> <laughs> I can control this. Right. <laughs> this, is, deal. this is sure. fine. This it's is fine. I can do it. <laughs> I can do this. A lot of gin, though. Oh, my God. There's a lot of power. I'm here. The power just feels pretty good. I like the power. So my number two is going on like the complete opposite of my number three. It's like Mario, a yes. fun what place. Be the opposite? Yeah, what is the opposite? My my number two favorite world or one of my favorite worlds that I like to live in is Pandora from the Borderland from Borderlands. 
I've never played Borderlands. I'm going to go on ahead and say I I didn't even know, like I know the game Borderlands. I didn't even know that was the name of the world. It's yeah. an RPG game, right? Kinda. RPG sh- first person shooter. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's big. So it's it's big. It it's very big. expansive. Okay. It's super fun. But so here's the thing. Be dangerous. It's, yeah, it looks a little more violent the, than I It I'm, is. It's yeah. incredibly violent. <laughs> okay. The world can kill you. There are like creatures We're gonna running around. We're going to learn a lot of new things about Jared right. today. It's a very <laughs> barren desolate world yeah, the only like... reason you're there is you're trying to you're trying you're a vault hunter it was rumored that there is this ancient vault that is on pandora that holds endless amounts of treasures and it only opens every so many years like okay now of i'm interested that's i do like treasure now have a lot of people come to find this treasure yes that's the so kinda, there's the these are. there are people there that live there these like bandits and things like that who they're just basically they set up shop hoping that they'll be there and be able to find the, the vault <laughs> when it opens lifetime, when yeah. it eventually opens and all that and so you show up you're a vault hunter you're just like what up it's my job i'm gonna mm-hmm. find this vault so you just go all around pandora you get all these quests and things like that, but you have to fight bosses who are doing these things, like trying to take over peaceful settlers who were there. Cause there are also a couple of mining things, but the cool thing. And the one thing they always hyped about Pandora is they had some kind of generator in their generator in the development of the game that basically will just like spawn basically like a dice roll kind of thing and you'll get guns whenever it finds them mm. so it's like you'll open this crate that will contain guns and you'll mm-hmm. just get like some random like crate it's, so, it's, so it could they'll be, be just like there are billions of guns yeah basically that seems yes. like the kind of thing texas would love yeah <laughs> like just <laughs> add yes. like that sounds like it would that go over fun. really well <laughs> yeah here and in box our box with state. random <laughs> weapons now so even if you come to this place without a weapon how easy would it be to get a weapon oh super easy would you die everywhere. before that would happen wait so is, are there background checks no, you just okay. walk up and you just like find out. I mean, obviously, I believe you start with a weapon, but then you okay. just, you know, you kill this guy. Oh, he's got a cool gun. I'll take his gun. You find, you like, bosses will yeah, give you sure. like a pretty good, will normally give you good weapons and stuff to take from there. Like, there's one, Sledge, I believe, is one, and he gave you this really awesome, like, double barreled shotgun. And answer honestly, all three of us go there at separate times, okay. so not together. Do how good are our chances of surviving? Mine are bad. Oh yeah, probably bad. For it's, all a hard, <laughs> it's a hard game. So, it's you live hard, there, but just not for very long. It was a, it was a thing. Like I played Borderlands and I kind of got into it, and the, you know, and then I got distracted by other things. But then when I actually came back to it and focused on it, I was that way with Borderlands and Far Cry Three. Like those are my first mm-hmm. both experiences into those different those different series. And I would play it for a little bit. and It's like this is okay. And then I went on to something else, and then I came back to it like, I need to finish this game. Yeah. And then Borderlands totally sucked me in because, yeah, the RPG elements of it, you can, you know, you can choose a different, your different class of who you want to be. I was just like the normal soldier guy, but there's also like a sniper, like a, a more brute guy, like Berserker kind of dude who's just really big mm-hmm. and, and all this. But you can get all these upgrades. Like my guy that I had could throw out a turret that had a shield around it, you know, and all this other stuff. But it, it was just, this crazy world, and you need all these weird, too, yeah, you can there? get vehicles and things like that. But you'd have to fight not only people, but there were alien races. Like they had these like ants, uh, these like giant ants, ants. these uh, like <laughs> wolfish reptilian creatures called scrags. Okay. Okay. And everything. So and like, is, is it, it's not like Fallout. Is there like a mutation? Yeah. I mean, there is. is. It okay. is. It, and it kind of incorporates some of that Fallout stuff too, because like there would be like scrag pups who are just oh, like young no. scrags who mm-hmm. could do just very little damage, but then there'd be like Don't. alpha scrag oh, who's man. huge. Alpha scrag. <laughs> and everything. And so, and there was the same thing with the, um, with the, any of the, like the bug races that you come across. There'd be just like normal, like soldier ant. Then there'd be like poison. Sp- 
spitting ant or this one that like explodes when you kill it and hmm. it can damage you. You know, there's all these different things. It sounds awful. It's, it, yeah, it's is it, what planet does this take place on? Pandora. Oh, I thought oh, Pandora okay. was just like a, a region of no, land. No, no, no. The, no, the planet, planet is Pandora. Pandora. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. And so, and so, yeah, it's just, that's why I like it. And it's, it's one of these things. It's not that I like, I would just love to live in a really dangerous place. It's, it's more of how <laughs> well, the it's, game, it's, got a cool it's more of how the the game, yeah, the graphic style cool. is really cool. It's more of how the game creates it. It's just this, it's just this zany, uh, ridiculous, over the top. Um, you know, you meet over the top characters and all this, and then you have this like fun little like wisecracking uh, robot who follows you around called Claptrap. Okay, that sounds all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I cool. like wisecracking you know, robots. Like on the on the menu <laughs> on the menu screen, he's just kind of like rocking back and forth on his one wheel, and he has the, like these little oh, arms I've and everything. He's just kind of like rocking yeah, back and forth, and like Oops, da, 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 da. and he's just like I'm dancing, I'm dancing, and just like does all these weird things throughout the whole thing, and it's super, it's just fun. And then like. Then even – and this is kind of a weird thing to be like – this is when I was like, okay, this is a really cool place. But after you finish the game and the song that plays during the end credits, uh, it's uh, No Heaven by Champion. It's just kind of like a really like driving mm-hmm. hard baseline. And it's just like – it's just like you just beat the game. You've experienced this great epic final fight and then mm-hmm. you hear this like really cool driving song. And you're just like, it's, they did a good hell song. yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. This That's is cool. awesome. I had a lot of friends that played – Borderlands and they loved it. Yeah, and I have Borderlands Two. I got the handsome collection for PS4, which is the second Borderlands Two and the pre and Borderlands pre sequel. Um, I have not gotten into them very much yet. Okay, but from just Borderlands One, I was just like, and Bor- I know pre sequel doesn't even take place on Pandora. I think it takes place on one of Pandora's moons, if I remember correctly. Hmm. But just like, yeah, just all the different characters you meet. Like I know in Borderlands Two, one of the big characters is Handsome Jack, who is like running this. He's like the head of I want to. Of a huge mining corporation, like try to take over, and he, he's like super evil, but he's just like he's like this, he's like been deformed, but he like clipped on somebody else's face onto his oh, kind oh of boy. thing. It's, cool. that's, it's, awesome. it's that's why he's handsome. Yeah, oh, it, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's just a, it's just the craziness of it all, danger at every turn. Oh no, it just seems no. like it, it'd be fun. We know that we can no. vacate there. No, no. <laughs> oh my god, no. Well, but here's the thing: in the game, when you die, they have all these like places set up that will that basically rebuild you when you die. Oh. So it's kind of like you just respawn. Well, you, go. Okay. you just go on all these crazy That's adventures, and then when something when you die, it's just like not nah, big, not yeah. a big deal. Now, does we that also them. happen to like regular Joes in this world, no. or is it just you? Just, just oh, yeah. They're shopkeepers, oh. and you know, yeah, they're yeah. shopkeepers. So like, what, what can my job be? I mean, you could just be a bandit. You could just oh. you could be the, so you have to participate. You have to be like the violence. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you have to if you're there for the box, I guess. <laughs> I mean, Pandora's because yeah, because like you, you go and you slowly learn more about the location of the box. And I'm where sure it if is. you're more blood, and then it, and then like later in the game, there's this. It turns out that this, this old alien race is what's been is like controls the vault and all that stuff. So you start fighting these aliens that start coming up as you get closer. It's just this. It's just wild. It's yeah, just I've heard wild, it's been, like, it's, a wild it's like a super futuristic space wild west. Okay. That's definitely not for me. All the it's things awesome. you just said. It's awesome. Awful. Every word. You, got, you, guys no. should, you guys should try it out sometime. I would Big like no. to play Borderlands. I've heard great things about it's it. It's awesome. I know. I need to do it. Okay. So my number one actually kind of overlaps with your number three. Right on. In a very uh, kind of loose – well, it's not loose way, but it's it's very different It game. is. It's different. Like yeah, they're not, not really directly comparable. No, I don't think they are. But it's it's Pokemon. Snap. <laughs> Pokemon oh, Snap. Oh, Snap. <laughs> snap. So 
Pokemon Snap is a game that I played for N64. I think that, that's what this system was. I believe so. it was, yeah. yeah. And um, I also remember it just very randomly playing it in hotel rooms. Remember when hotel rooms? I played it in Blockbuster. Oh, you did? Oh, my gosh. Interesting. When it first came out, and they had like a demo of it. That's, that's where I played it. Those are two of the oldest statements anyone yes. has ever said. <laughs> yes, video games in hotel rooms and Blockbuster. Blockbuster. But they did. I remember... I, Several hotel rooms I went to, they had like N64 controls mm-hmm. you could play it on your TV. So I actually very vividly remember playing it. Oh in man, hotel I never rooms. got that lucky. And I was so excited. Oh. I'd be in like Montreal. <laughs> like, I'm going to stay in and uh, play Pokemon <laughs> Snap. <laughs> this seems much more interesting. Don't bother me, parents. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> Leave me. <laughs> Go on your adventures out yes, the city. See the silly city. <laughs> your parents were probably like, oh, thank God. Yeah, wow. Thank God for Pokemon. But basically, if you've never played Pokemon Snap, it is. All, all you're doing is you're getting, I guess, wheeled around by a motorized cart that's on a rail, <laughs> right? It's like a rail. It's like a little rail. It's kind of like Jurassic Park the first it, it, time yes, around, the, but the, without yes, the dinosaurs. Exactly. Except there's Pokemon, and so you don't have any control of where you're going or like how fast you're going. It's a preset route. Yeah, it's everything's preset, and you have to get in there, and you have a camera with like maybe I don't think it's unlimited. I think you have like forty. Really? Yeah, I don't that think sounds I right. don't remember 40, that. 40 sounds right. Yeah, it's somewhere in the number of like 40 images you're able to take. Because oh, if it was unlimited, I think it would just be chaos. I yeah. think they needed you to like pick and choose wisely, oh, if gotcha. I remember correctly. And essentially, all you're doing, you're working for Professor Oak. And he's naturally yeah, I don't the number know exactly. one employer yeah, he, in the world. He, he of helps Pokemon. all kids, <laughs> struggling artists like this photographer. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember how you get uh, the deal happens, but you, I think you just are already, you know, you're commissioned to work under him. And he's a nice man and he's, <laughs> he's helping you out. And you go through different territories and Pokemon exist and they're all doing different things around you. And this is cool because it's three dimensional. Not you know, so that was something very new for me. Yeah, I think the only time I ever saw Pokemon as 3D was the fighting game. That was also for N64, where two Pokemon fight in a stadium. Pokemon Stadium, that's what it's called. Oh, there we go. Yeah, which is a great, really cool game. Pokemon never really fails to deliver. They they always kind of do a very good. No matter what the incarnation is, it's always gonna it's always gonna be a good time. It's still around, so yeah, yeah. And I love photography in real life, so this would be a great job for me. I would love to do it, and in the Pokemon world, in the Pokemon world, job as a regular job, nothing seems violent. Every even though there are violent Pokemon, they all kind of do their own thing, or sometimes they're interacting with each other. Sometimes they are fighting, but it's all very as Pokemon is. It's fun and it's playful, and it's very fun to try to get good shots. And I don't know the algorithm that they used and how they actually graded it, but I do remember that they did have a grading system based on where the Pokemon was in the frame. For instance, if it's in the center of the frame, I know you get a lot more points. What the Pokemon is doing, so if it's fighting, if it's dancing, or if it's like, you know a rare Pokemon and it's like hiding behind a bush, but you you can see it, you'll get more points. And And it's pretty accurate. I remember it being like, it would help get you to be a better photographer <laughs> you can, for, for the future you know rail rides that you would have and, or, what, or whatever and uh so that was fun i love that and professor oak he was very um on time with his uh grading like every time you finish the game he would grade it immediately and so he was That's very good yeah he gave a lot of attention what to a your boss. i know and even if it was bad it's like you know this one you know we're not gonna use this one it's, it's okay let's see what else you got so it's very encouraging as would well would he use like the supervisor sandwich like start out with something you did well 
and then something you didn't do so well, the and then so, and then end on something else you did <laughs> it, well. That's if I if I knew that method, I would have used it. Oh, even it's though very I, common. I think it's just it's all in order, and sometimes you wouldn't even get anything. He's like, hmm, "There's another Pokemon in this one, you dumbass." It's <laughs> <laughs> just a branch. Yeah, it's just a body of water. I'm like I swear, a Gyarados just was came out before that professor. I swear, <laughs> but it was fun because you got raided and you got to. Go see these Pokemon. And when I was young, it actually felt like I was visiting the world. And and they mashed it all up. It was a little crazy. Like you could run into a Pikachu, a Pidgeotto, um, a Mag. What's the magnet one? Mag- Magnet. Well, I don't want to say Magneto. Magneto. <laughs> I almost said that too. Oh crap! Maga, what is Maga, it? Magna. Magnemite. Magnemite is the is, is the evolved form, I think. But Electrode, um, Zapatos. I mean, it was all. I mean, it was like the I rare. Never catch I don't you, know. You don't know what. Yeah, you don't. You. I don't hear it. <laughs> Wait a minute. We can't listen to that. But it, it was. You guys uh, keep looking at me <laughs> for validation, <laughs> and I'm just like, I'll something. give it. It was a real smorgasbord of Pokemon. It was the rare plus the commons. That was cool. They were just and I all there. I feel like it did a really good job because in the regular Pokemon games, you don't really see them out and about no exactly like you don't really see them just in nature doing their own thing no. you only encounter a pokemon when it's time to fight and catch yes, them exactly. so in this sense it really gave the world a more lively feeling mm-hmm. of just oh well i can just walk around in my regular day and there's pokemon all yes, over the and place they're all interacting and they're just made it feel like a lives. real place mm-hmm. yeah it did and so that's why i you know i didn't know if it should be my number one or not but well, you know, I think I love Pokemon. I would love to be in a world where Pokemon were. Exactly. And to, and to yeah. be paid to take pictures of them, I mean, that's a sweet That's deal. a sweet job. That's Good pretty gig. sweet. Just <laughs> updating the Pokedex. <laughs> New pictures coming at you. So, yeah, that was my, that's my number one, Pokemon Snap. Very nice. Nice. All Logan. right. So, I really, like, I tried to not, but... Similar to something we talked about last time with Zach saying, in good conscience, I can't eliminate it, even though I've talked about it a ton before. I gotta go with The Legend of Zelda. Yes. Like, I just, it's mandatory. No, I I would be surprised if there was anything else. I have to go with it. Now, the hardest thing, of course, for me was going, but which one and where? Mm -hmm. And it's almost impossible to really choose. Really, the only one that I was able to pretty much rule out right off the bat was Majora's Mask. I was going to say. Because the world of Majora's Mask is pretty imminent doom. And I was thinking, you know, knowing my own M.O., I'm not sure that kind of stressful three-day lifespan is really what I'm looking for. (laughs) I think think I would want somewhere with a little bit more hope where my entire fate doesn't depend on a kid. So I was thinking, where would be a bit more of a reasonable place to live? So one of the first places I thought of was Skyloft, actually. Which seems like somewhere that Zach would actually love. And that's Skyward and that Sword. Skyward Sword, yeah. Don't pretend you haven't played it. <laughs> but I just learning. got it right. I'm yeah. learning. He's well, thinking about it. Yes, so it seems like somewhere Columbia you would pick. It's another floating city. It's mm-hmm. very fun. But I was like, you know, I don't think so. As much as I like that place, I, I think I'm going to go on ahead and rule it out. So then I kind of had to be more like, well, would I even want to hang out with other humans? In the context of the games, do I want to be a human? Because there's other races. There's the Kikwis in Skyward Sword. There's the uh, the Zora, of course, the of water-based, course. the fish creatures, uh-huh. for someone who doesn't know what they're actually called. And then I was like, you know what? No. I know exactly where I belong in the context of The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> I'm a Goron. Oh, like they're the, the big people. mountain rock people. Yeah, and I say that because That's surprising, actually. Gorons are the most like oh, they're the most chill and fun. 
So yeah, my big right. gripe against the Zor is they're very chill, but they're kind of boring. Like their society is well, always kind very of, hot. They're they very are, like chins in they're, the they're, air. Exactly. Yes. They're very much depicted as being like very high and mighty. They're very <laughs> yes, like, very they're elegant. so absorbed in themselves. They yes, think they're, they're so smart and so exactly. And I was like, you know what? That's not just cool <laughs> you guys enough. Are great, but you no gotta thanks. be a cool kind well, of Well, I remember in Twilight Princess when you go see the Gorons for the first time, they're like chilling in hot tubs. Exactly. <laughs> they're, they're, exactly. <laughs> in like natural so spring water. The they're, they're like, like hey, living on their mountain. They're chilling in their hot spring. Yeah. They're just they are there on the earth to mm-hmm. have a good time and just do Goron stuff. Yeah. They like to dig their tunnels, do just regular commerce, trade in rocks, I guess, and just <laughs> hang out and yeah, live. Yeah, do they their have lives. a society that's like they do. Built they have with a like pretty, homes and stuff? They do. So okay. they live actually in the mountains, which okay. living near a volcano and it's cool for them. Yeah, like that's good yeah, for that's not it's not going to hurt them. They're yeah. rock people. Uh-huh. It it makes sense for them specifically to mm-hmm. live by a volcano. Yeah. So in the context of the games, I'm going, you know what? I do like Snow Peak if we're talking Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. I love that, but in reality, I hate the cold. Yeah. I can't stand snow. Like it's nice to look out, but I would never want to live there. So mm-hmm. in thinking of that where place do has I actually holes in, like the walls? <laughs> I don't think they have like a central very dry. <laughs> this does not sound like a good place to actually live. No. Whereas living with the Gorons, being in their society, that's what sounds that's fun to me. That's pretty good. That's actually pretty so. Good. If we're thinking outside of Twilight Princess, then they're also in Ocarina of Time, and they're also in Wind Waker. And I feel like in the world of Wind Waker, they have one of their most interesting incarnations. So the only three Gorons that you ever meet in Wind Waker are all traveling merchants. So just as a quick reminder, the world of Wind Waker set on the Great Great Sea. Sea, it's all very small islands. So the Gorons are just kind of hanging out on these random islands here and there. They have these great big packs on their back, and they're there to trade. They're business people. And it's like, hey, that's a job. I could do that. I could be a business Goron. And what's interesting for me to really think about is the particular area of the Great Sea that Link is on seems to be inhabited almost entirely by humans. Mm -hmm. So there's the Riddo, which are the bird people, and then there are these random Gorons. But you never go to an island that they live. The Riddo, on the other hand, have an established island. They live somewhere. They have a home base. The Gorons are just traveling through. The Gorons are just traveling through. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes me go, where did they come from? Where's their island at? What happened to them? Because yeah, they were also they, uh, they they did at one point inhabit that exactly before they, the water exactly came. so they would presuming that they were still on their volcano still on their mountain that's a high point presumably mm-hmm. some of their region would have been left still exposed true, to the surface true. so that's got to be where they came from and mm. I'm always going take me <laughs> there I want to go I want to know where, where did they get these weird Hawaiian print shirts oh, where are Hawaiian they coming from I mean awesome. a lot of them look like they are and I'm just like where where are you coming from but if you I went there you could know. travel with them exactly they're very they're very helpful they're very they're, helpful they're, despite being big and like brutish they're yeah, actually they look kind like they are, but that's the thing the Gorons they have this big scary appearance but they're cool yeah they just want to be your friend and trade and make a little money on the sure. side mm-hmm. and that's their whole point and yes. i'm just like i can get on board with that yeah that sounds like the kind of place and the kind of people that i would want to live with that i would want to be 
that's the gaming world that I want to be a part of. That's nice. a good answer. Yeah. The Gorons. And, and surprising. I mean, I thought you would go with like, yeah, like. No. You know. The, yeah. Nope. I thought you were just going to be like, no. Just Hyrule and yeah. in no, of itself. No. Nope. <laughs> specific part of Hyrule. Wrong, but wrong I, again. You got to get more specific because you, if we're yeah, just talking yeah. Hyrule at large, well, it's a little too, little too expansive. Mm-hmm. My runner up, actually not even Skyloft, would have actually been Ordon Village from Twilight Princess. Sure. Yeah, just that village. That was a great Because it's the village. most normal. It's the most normal one trees, you can just farms. be like a goat farmer yep. and it's like Go yeah fishing. i can do that yeah, yeah it's nice peaceful life peaceful life mm. that's peaceful what i'm looking to hang out with link exactly you get to see link oh man it's like this meeting a celebrity right what's the child of light <laughs> that's right it's <laughs> a good nice. answer good all right all well right, bring us home Jarrett. my number one and this one i did have to think about although honestly it I didn't have to think about it that long. I'll take that back. I, didn't, I, I pretty much knew this is my number one. Because going back to, I think, Mogan, you said it earlier, that RPGs normally are the play, are the ones that really build out you know, these worlds really well. Because, right again, they have to. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of like being able to even ma- make you think about committing 80 to 100 hours to this game is it has to be a cool place that you're interested in. True. And that place for me is Thedos, which is from... The Dragon Age series of games. Oh, okay. okay. I talked a little bit about Dragon Age before. Yes. And I think this one is my number one because it is the one of the worlds that I have spent the most time in. Oh, so be, you're familiar be, with it. I'm Please very see. familiar with it. Like it's, it's to you. Yeah, like, like with, I you know every corner of Hyrule. Exactly. Avoid traffic. Yeah, you can, you're already <laughs> Exactly. Um, and because, you know, a lot of the other games that I that I like, like, you know, Far Cry, the Far Cry games or even the Assassin's Creed games that I play a lot of before – I don't know. They're too much. They're too close to our own world. I mean, Assassin's right. Creed really you know? just is our world. It, it is. Just in the just past. In the Far Cry time, is yeah. too. Just these fictional locations. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, I don't know. That seems like, like why would out. you so like live to, in a game world? I like to live there. Right. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. a real place. Now, Dragon Age, or not Dragon? Yeah, Dragon Age. Dragon Age is yeah. um, what makes it different from the real world. Is it like a, just a, well, is it like a Skyrim type place? Yes, it's a very. I mean. Yeah, it's a it's medieval fantasy. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So there again, yeah, big selling point. So right. no guns, right? N- no, hmm. you you know you have like really cool like crossbows, uh, you know, bow and arrows, yes. sword shields, giant maul like hammer weapons, mm-hmm. you know, axes, all these things. But then there are also so there. But then in Thedos there are there are dwarves, humans, elves, um, and when you play, you can choose to be one of those three. Although except in Inquisition, the newest one, you can choose to be a Canari, which is this race, this other race that in Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age 2 were kind of just like, well, in Dragon Age 2, they're, they're antagonists. Mm. Okay. Um, and then in Dragon Age 1, you have a Canari in your party, but like they're, they're generally regarded as like, don't mess with Canari because they will mess your shit up. They're just this big, like, ancient warrior race of people. They're huge. They're big. They're imposing. The males have horns, or both do, oh, I believe, have I horns grow out of their about. head. Okay. okay. So they're just now very I've got the mental picture. Imposing figures. Right. Um, they're, like, huge, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're kind of like giant status almost. Yes. I mean, not giant, giant, but no, definitely I mean, they're noticeably tall, they're, large. <laughs> yes. They're, they're a lot taller than, than your character <laughs> is. the average man. And so, <laughs> and then in Inquisition, you can choose to be, a, you can actually play as a Canari if you wanted to. Nice. Um, which I was very tempted to do, but then I went to my old standby. I'm just they almost human. sound like Gorons. Yeah, they I'm sound similar. I'm on board similar. now. Yeah. Well, except that they're very, they're very like they follow the strict, uh, the strict religion that you know they never mind their, their book. Never, is, never mind their book is the is the, their holy scripture basically is the kun the kun and it you know it 
guides every aspect of their life, like wh- why we're fighting here, why we're doing this. And Grants so they don't like hmm. rules. Yeah, no. So that's they have terrible. a lot of that. But that's the thing about I uh, like about Theodos is just that it's and since I've spent so much time playing it, I know so much of the lore and the you know the mythology behind it. You know, like because succeed there. There's the chantry, what? which is like the the <laughs> over well. the over <laughs> the overarching you know religious body. You know, uh, and then there are the Templars that are that are used to kind of keep the mages in check because they can have some kind of magical abilities like the mages do, but it's more just like, you know, control the mages because the mages can go crazy and (laughs) blood mages, you know, all that stuff. And it's just, and then too, from just playing the game, you pick up on all this history about how Thedos used to be ruled by this uh, massive empire empire called the Deventer Imperium and all the, and all this. And then there was this huge civil war and you took it and, uh, Ferelden, which is one country in Thedos, you know, got its its independence as well as the other country of Orlay, and there, you know, there's all these separate things. So in the first Dragon Age, Dragon Age Origins, you're just in Ferelden. You're okay. you're in that country. And you can go to different villages and stuff in that. And then um Dragon Age 2, you are you basically are in the city of Kirkwall, which is also in Ferelden. And then, but then you can venture out to some mountains, uh, the Storm Coast, which is nearby. But for the most part of Dragon Age 2, you're in just that. Dragon Age Inquisition, and it was only really after I started playing Inquisition that I would even say that is what put it into my number one spot. Inquisition, you can go to all of it. Oh, really? You can oh, go to Orlay. You can go to Ferelden. By just walking? Just, is it all connected? No, you can you can, you you can fast travel. And, oh, like, okay. travel but is stuff. it all connected? Is it one big area? Yes, it's one big okay. area. Okay. But the thing is, each area is huge. Yeah, it's a big it's game. It's so expansive. And, and, and so playing it, playing Inquisition, and then, you know, combining the story of it so far, um, the the score, the soundtrack to it just gives it this huge, the whole place, just this huge epic feel. The characters in your party are excellent too. Like my favorite uh, uh, party member is Varric. He's this dwarf and and he's, he's got this awesome crossbow that I wish I could use (laughs) that he's named Bianca. (laughs) Wow. It's like a Bianca. Yeah. It's, it has like a swivel head, you know, so it could shoot Mm -hmm. like four, you know, uh, things at the same time. What would you do in, what would you if you lived there? What would you do? Oh, I'd be like, I'd just be like a soldier, like okay. a, a, you know, and do you all hunt that dragons? stuff. Is that possible? Yeah, there are dragons. Yeah, they, which in gosh, again, I like dragons. So like they're in, scary, but maybe in you origins, can train them. And yeah, make a movie about it. Are they like small dragons that can? Also- <laughs> <laughs> I caught that. Yes. How to train a dragon? Nice. No, it's no. There well, there are. You can come across dragonlings, which are just little baby dragons, oh or then God. there's high dragons. But I mean, even the dragon leads you; they'll they'll fight you. I they'll want, try to, I even want the baby dragon. Yeah, but then I'll make it work. But then there's high dragons that you can that will that you have to fight. And so, again, t- talking about the scale and epicness of Inquisition Get in it, Origins. The scale? Wow, pun, Jared. Man, didn't even mean it to me. But in Origins and Dragon Age Two, you would just like enter an area, and then all of a sudden, like a dragon would like land, and you're like, "Oh shit, gotta fight this dragon!" Yes, yes. But in Inquisition. It's happened multiple times. You'll like hear a dragon roaring off in the distance and stuff like that. And then you'll just be like walking, climbing over this mountain. Like the dragon will just fly over you and it's massive. And you see mm-hmm. where it lands and you're like, oh my God. So it's not even there for you. It's doing something else. No, you can go fight it. But like, but, if but you like it, it has its own it's sort of. It's got its own agenda. Yeah, agenda, it's not necessarily yeah. going to attack you. Skyrim is similar, except sometime, most of the time it does there to attack you. But I've seen like, I, uh, I was like running in the forest and like a bunny 
went by and a dragon yeah. like the dragon like killed the bunny oh, and i was like oh that's not a fair fight you'd think a dragon would choose bigger game i know like <laughs> me or, like, or the, something like the dragon yeah. tamer that i was in skyrim Fustara. and yes, go ahead and so it's just i don't it's it's all of that is just again yeah it just from the amount of the time that i've spent in the game i feel a very much part of that world already mm-hmm. i see and i mean i could go on forever about it about the different things about it and like all, all the characters you run into but since you guys haven't really played it that much i won't you know go into <laughs> go into it you need to play it it's super inquisition fun. is on my list i sh- i, I want to play it too anything with dragons i do like i'm i'm now i can't remember i think they came out for both i don't think yeah it's ea bioware so yeah i, was, I think it came out for, for both 360 for and, yeah i think i know it came out for xbox okay and definitely playstation yeah. okay um yeah so no, I would say both play it because it's it's one of the best RPG it or yeah, it's my favorite RPG RPG I've played so far. The Witcher is coming up close behind, I will How say. How far to the Witcher are you? Um oh, that's a that's a big map. Yeah. Huge. Again, I'm not in Witcher Three, I'm in Witcher One oh, on that okay, one. And I'm probably okay. I'm probably close to halfway through it. Okay. And it's, I admire your ability to play the games that came up before it. I usually yeah. can't do that. I'm about to skip to Witcher Three because I really want to <laughs> well, play don't, Witcher. Don't I really, have me on the back, yeah. I really want to play Witcher Three and I don't know if I can make it through Witcher One and Two before I can play yeah, three. Yeah, it doesn't log game. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I have this really bad tendency of wanting to do every single side quest I come upon. So Yeah, I do like um, that as well. But no, it's just beautiful. Again, I've talked about the score, for the soundtrack from it before by mm-hmm. uh, Trevor Morris, specifically for Inquisition. Awesome. In uh, Dragon Age Origins and 2, it's the scores by Anand Zur. Okay. Well, okay. Um, but I don't know. I almost get this feeling of, of playing the game is the same feeling I had while watching like a, The Lord of the Rings. Okay. Nice. You know That's those, great those shots? You know, like, especially um, in, like, Fellowship of the Ring, I can think about it when they'll be, like, you'll see them walking across mountaintops and it's this big, like, sweeping mm-hmm. camera angle. It's like, like that. that feel. Yeah. You know, all the time. You, it's basically all the time in That's this, in cool. this, I in this world. This okay. It, it, it set itself up and it's, it's just all very believable, I okay. guess. I mean, as much as a fantasy world can right. be. <laughs> sure. But sure. still, it just, it just can really, it really just sucks me in. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and I'm just like, why wouldn't I want to live here? It's medieval. Check. Yeah, it's, it's, it's there's a good. There's fantasy elements. You, yeah. Check. Right. Is there big ass dragons? Check. Yeah. You know, it's just it, it it fills all the boxes for me for an epic adventure journey that I would just right. love to be a part and of. Now, if I went with those same criteria, I would pick Halo. But I know, unless everyone around Master Chief pretty much dies, right? <laughs> I wouldn't make it too long. <laughs> like I'd, the, I'd, I'd cling to Master Chief's the, arms in <laughs> desperation, and he'd be like, like Get "No." <laughs> I have work to do. <laughs> yeah. So no. Thedos, Thedos for sure would have to be my number one. Cool. Yeah. Those are good. Those are good. Great. Oh, great those all are. around games. I, I think those we hit a pretty lists. wide gamut. And, yeah. you know, Even though we had some overlap, but there's different enough to. Right on. Yeah. No. And I mean, about. they all had various influences on us and why we liked them all. But no, I think, I think it was a pretty good, pretty good overarching. You're still Mogan. You just bring up all these worlds and I was like, I don't know what they are, but I want to know what they yes, are. Yes, you do. Golden Sun, well. actually, if anybody still wants to play it, but you don't have a, you're working Game Boy Advance still. Um, they did actually release it a few years ago for the, uh, Wii store so it, oh, okay. it is actually so on the Nintendo. Yeah, so there. you can go download it. Cool. Okay. I'm not sure how well the graphics would do on an actual large screen, but <laughs> on the Game Boy, actually, for its time, the Game Boy Advance graphics were phenomenal. I mean, you can still go back and play that game and be like, you know, this is still pretty beautiful. So it's not, you know, obviously on the same kind of level as 
modern games mm, would be, right. but it, it's still really fun to play. So if you're looking for an RPG, go back to Golden Sun. You probably missed a good one if you if you didn't manage to catch it back in what two thousand three two. I have no idea. No idea. A while ago, it was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. So cool. So as always, we would love to hear some feedback on this. Yes. Uh, as to what. We would this from time. our listeners. Yeah, we love getting to know. angry. <laughs> He's getting mad about this. He wants I that want, email. Damn I it. want an email. I promise we'll give you something, or not give you, but we'll do something. We cool. will. We will commemorate some way. I, I like the somehow slipping the name in every episode. Yeah. Just real quick. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for every single episode. Just like at know. the end of a sentence. I'm making no promises, the, but that'd be yeah, we'll no promises. But we'll we'll figure out we'll something figure, for that. Yeah. But no, please tell, let us know what are your favorite gaming worlds. Which yes. you know, and again, send us an email: teamchatpodcast at gmail.com. Emphasis on the on the email for this one, or you can also follow us on Twitter and send us a tweet at Team Chat Podcast. I'll, I'll take that as well. I'll take a tweet. Yeah, we've gotten tweets before. Okay, yeah. we have. Yeah, we have listeners. Okay. We <laughs> someone is listening to this right now. Good, good. But I'm they, sure we. I hope we keep saying the email right. I hope I'm, it's Team Chat. Po- yeah, somebody's yeah. getting like, like no, bat. that's not your email, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone else getting like a bunch of emails. <laughs> They're like, who are these people? <laughs> Or people just getting like delivery met- failure and all right, that. Yeah. They're just like stupid yeah. asses don't even know their own email address. <laughs> I don't even have an email address. No, I am 99.9% sure. The only yeah, 0.01% of doubt is in my head now because of Zach saying that it could possibly <laughs> be the wrong email. <laughs> but no, teamchatpodcast.gmail.com. Ooh, made the table bounce. Or follow us on Twitter at teamchatpodcast. So this has been another episode of Team Chat Podcast, if you did not know. But hopefully by this point, you would <laughs> yeah, know that this is Team Chat Podcast. Times. Yeah, the last minute. <laughs> this is a pretty good episode. I feel like we had some good discussion yeah, about all these things. But until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Peace out. And Zachary Parks. Deuces. See ya.